Blog Talk Radio. What's up, everybody? It's 8 o'clock, and you already know what time it is. It is time for my show, The Mecca Jane Show. You know I give you fashion, politics, relationships, and everything in between. I just want to tell you, everybody, for the new people, this is my new season. And for the old people, thank you for rocking with me. This is my new season. I was on hiatus um, for the holidays, and now I'm back. I want everybody to know, follow me on Instagram, Mecca James, and follow me on Twitter, Mecca from Uptown. I'm not on Twitter that much anymore, but if you follow me on Instagram, Mecca James, I'm always there. So I have an exciting show tonight. I have actress Drew Sedora will be in the building. Um, she played T-Boss from the movie Crazy, Sexy, Cool, and you might know her from BET's The Game. She's going to be on. She's going to be talking about her new adventures in acting, and she's also a singer. So, you know, I got music because you know I like music, right? So we got some Sam Smith, Mary J., um, my boy Brad Marquise. We're going to play the hottest music in the game. So I just want to tell everybody, thank you for just rocking with me. The Mecca James Show, this is my fifth year, and I always go on hiatus around the holidays. So, you know, this time I was like, I don't know if I'm coming back, only because you don't know if people are listening, you know, you might run out of topics, which I never do, but you want to know that you're expanding. So I took time to revamp, regroup, and really figure out this is what I want to do because this is my passion. Even though I was away, I felt like all this creativity was just bottled up inside of me. So I'm back. I'm happy to be back. And, you know, we got some dope shows this season. I'm doing some panel discussions in colleges. Um, also, before we get into all the information, um, on SB.com, I have the MJ collection. I just started the MJ collection by Mecca James Hoodies. I know I put the black and gold up, but they have more colors coming. Um, just go to SB www.etsy.com, and you can order your own hat. You know, we got six more weeks to winter, so we got affordable prices for you, and I'm going to have a new logo coming up in the spring, and I'm excited about that as well. Anyway, we have an hour here. Tell everybody this is February. It's Black History Month, Valentine's Day, and all of that. If you follow me on Instagram, I always talk about black history because it's beyond 28 days. For me, it's 365 days a year. Just Google the name Mecca. I am black history, honey. But anyway, I wanted to say, um, you know, we talk about slavery a lot, so I usually put up things by Garrett Morgan, who invented the traffic light. You know, I just posted something about the Black Wall Street. I try to give you some informative stuff that people don't know about. So, you know, that's how I do we have so much to talk about, and I'm going to be talking about the Grammys because the Grammys is on everybody's list. We're going to talk about the hot topics. We're going to talk about the dress. We're going to talk about Kanye West and his outbursts. And, of course, you know, there's a situation that's going on with Bobby Christina, which is Whitney Houston's daughter. We also discussed that. And, you know, we're going to have our interview with Drew Sedora. So before we get into all that, you know I play the good music, so I'm going to play you. Mary J. Blogs and T.I. Good love. This song is dope. It's the Mecca James Show, everybody. Hey, Grand Hustle, homie. Yeah. It's the King, partner. 
<laughs> you know I couldn't leave you without hollering at you one more time, right, baby? Okay. Mary, go, go. Sexy boy, sexy boy, won't you be my almond joy? Chocolate kisses, don't you see my eyes, boy? Six on you tonight, boy. Only one I want for the rest of my life, boy.
or you can go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mecca, M-E-C-C-A, show and the number one. Get in that chat room. It is my first show of the new season. Happy to be back. Have so much to talk about because you know I can talk, but I talk about meaningful stuff. I give you everything. You know what I mean? So everybody's been talking about the Grammys. So, of course, I got to talk about the Grammys because people want to know. I talk about music, and here it is. Um, we're going to go into, we're going to go right into it. Jay-Z and Beyonce. A lot of people were telling me that, you know, they're tired of Jay-Z and Beyonce. They keep winning. But let me just tell you this about Jay and Beyonce. I'm no fanatic for them. I respect them because it's black love. They're, they're a billionaire couple of that. You know what I mean? In their household, I researched, they have 41 Grammys in their household. Jay-Z has his 21, and Beyonce has 20. In the one household, they have 41 Grammys. So you got to give respect where respect is due. Beyonce won, I believe, three or four Grammys. She wins all the time. And, you know, there was something when um, Beck won for the album of the year, and Kanye West got on the stage. But he didn't do what he didn't do a Taylor Swift, but he did get on stage and he, you know, said Beyonce should have the album of the year. However, most of us don't know Beck's music, but I did do the research. He produced, he he wrote, he rearranged all the whole entire album. Whether Beyonce did or not, you have to give you have to give credit where credit due. And Beyonce didn't win this year, but she's always winning. You got to give other people a chance. And for um, Kanye to do that, I mean, now I think it's just like he's just being arrogant. It's just something to talk about in the media. But I don't think anybody should be allowed on the stage and just, you know, just rant, you know, just go on the stage when somebody's doing their speech because it's disrespectful. That man worked just as hard as everybody else, and he deserves that. So if Kanye and Kanye people is out there, if Jay is not, crazy, going crazy about it, you calm down. <laughs> but anyway, we got a lot of things in the Grammys. What I did like about the Grammys, I liked the dress. People were really dressed as they are. Uh, I, I believe a lot of people were getting on Rihanna because of what she had on. But I thought the dress was nice. I'm not a Rihanna fan because sometimes I'm, I'm just not really feeling her music and her attitude. But that was a couture dress. It was a showstopper. A lot of people didn't like it, but I don't think they really got what she was doing. It was really a, a, a Diana Ross-type moment she was going for, something like that, and she did what she's supposed to do. She has everybody talking, so big ups to Riri. Now, also I did like Taylor Swift. I don't believe she won any. I think she won a Grammy. I'm, I'm not really checking for Taylor Swift, but I did like her dress, or her dress was nice. And we have to go into my boy, Sam Smith. A lot of controversy over Sam Smith. They were saying he's not a great performer. But let me tell you something. I knew Sam Smith, he won four four Grammys. I knew that he was going to win regardless because his music is on every station, whether it's pop, urban, country. Every other song is about Sam Smith. So I knew he was going to come up in the Grammys. And Mary Mary J. Blige just loves him. So big up to Sam Smith. He's doing his thing. I'm going to be playing some of his music. And he's a tourist like me. He's doing his thing. I didn't realize he was only 22 years old. He looks a little bit older, but, you know, he's a talented person. Give him a chance to get his audience, you know, his stage presence a little bit more vibrant. This is his first album. He came out the gate with four. you got to give the man credit where credit is due. If you like him, if you don't like him, what can you do?
I wanted to also talk about, now shout out to John Legend and Common, and there was so much controversy over the the song Precious Lord, which actually in the movie, Legacy sung the song, but on the Grammys, they said Beyonce went to John Legend and said that she wanted to do the song, and of course, John Legend said yes. But people are saying, you know, Legacy should have sung her own song. Okay, we understand that. But the Grammys is about pop culture. I love Legacy to death. She's R&B. She's soulful. She can sing. But Beyonce is a bigger artist. She's just a, a, a larger artist. So you have to go with that. If Beyonce is more popular and John Legend says yes, what are you going to do? I mean, we can talk, we can go on the blogs, we can do what we have to do, but at the end of the day, Beyonce sung the song, and, you know, it's really nothing you can do. People were saying that Beyonce should have, you know, also offered Legacy the part to sing as well. But that would be, you know, why would Beyonce do that? She wanted to sing the whole song. She don't want the person that actually the original singer to be on stage with her. That wasn't the, that wasn't the goal. So if we can get mad, all we want about that, you know, Beyonce does what she does. And, you know, the, the Grammys is about pop culture. And at the end of the day, Beyonce is selling more albums. That's what it's really about. What else are we going to talk about on the Grammys that happened? Madonna. Madonna is 56 years old, doing her thing. I like the performance. I do notice that Beyonce, Madonna, she's not doing it. She knows she's not dancing as much as she used to dance, but she's doing her thing to be 56. She's out doing a lot of the, those people that was performing this in their 30s. So, you know, Madonna always does his thing. I got to tell you about Prince. Prince was on there, and I loved his speech. You know, Prince is, I saw Prince perform before, and he is amazing. So the, his speech about Black Lives Matters and album matters, I just was like, go Prince. He can do no wrong. You know, he's the second thing next to Michael Jackson. What can you do? Anyway, I also wanted to talk about, you know, there was a lot of Kendrick Lamar won an award for the Grammys, but none of the hip-hop categories were actually televised. How do you feel about that? We got some people in the chat room that says, thank you, Mecca, for coming back. We miss you. Thank you so much. I love the people in the chat room. I just love talking to everybody, and I hope everybody's out there rocking with me. And they're saying that, you know, they didn't like Rihanna's dress. Okay. <laughs> they're talking about Beyonce like, you know, crazy, but they really thought that some of the hip-hop categories should have been televised or maybe the hip-hop artists should have boycotted like they did in 89 when the Will Smith one. Well, you know, we're not unified. You know, some of us is not united like that. And hopefully next year they will televise. But I do thank God that Kendrick Lamar won the award because he's doing amazing things with his music. So anyway, we got to give you some more music, and it's the Mecca Jane show. I can talk forever, but Juice Adora will be coming soon. So we're going to give you my boy, Sam Smith, Team Taurus, Disclosure. Latch up. Even when you're not 
everybody, and this is the Mecca James show. You know that was the song, and I still, I mean, I like his whole album. I don't care what you say about him, that boy can sing. Now we're going to give you some more music. I have my friend. He's been on my Rising Star Showcase show. He's amazing. He is a Sam Cook Cooner. And he is Brad Marquise, and go Google the YouTube. It's called Free, and this song is amazing. And then we're going to come back with Juice Adora. It's the Mecca James Show, everybody.
the Mecca Jane Show. And like Jay said, you could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the people in the chat room. We are not finished. Please go out and get Brad Marquise. He is an amazing writer, singer, performer. He's doing his thing. Hopefully, in the future, he'll be getting those Grammys like Sam Smith. Anyway, we have the beautiful and talented Drew Dora's on the line, and she's going to talk about her movie. We're going to talk about the movie Crazy Sexy Cool, BET, The Game, and so much more. And this is the Mecca James Show, everybody. We have our guest on the line already. Ms. Drusadora is in the building. Hey. Hi, Ms. Drusadora. Yeah, it is. How are you? Good. Welcome to the Mecca Jane Show. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I know you've been very busy, and we're going to get into all of that. So how are you doing today before we get into all of that? Oh, I'm good. I'm great. I'm wonderful. I'm really, really (laughs) excited to talk to you, obviously. Thank you, thank you. Team Taurus, because my listeners know that I'm I'm Taurus, and you are Taurus, too, so we have that connection. (laughs) What's that? Team Taurus, so you're a Taurus Oh, my God, when's your birthday? April 28th. Nice, that's my niece's birthday, actually. Nice, nice. So we have that in common as well. So we want to go into... Before we go into the crazy, sexy, cool movie and things like that, what we know you for, like most people will know you for, you played Drusador on the game. Tell us about that character and how did that come about? Um, well, actually, you know, it, everybody really truly has their own journey, you know. So uh-huh. um, me getting on the game was actually for me doing a role on Girlfriend. And Mar brought the nice. you know, just really – took a liking to my music and to um, the fact that I had been pursuing my dream of, an, you know, of acting for so long. He actually mm-hmm. knew my manager when I was a young girl, and she okay. remembered me when I was a little girl saying I wanted to be an actor, I wanted to be a star. So when we got on set, it was one of those small world type things and full circles where she saw my manager and was like, oh, my God, you know, it's a small world. And, and she was just very, very excited about my dedication and persistence with pursuing my career and kind of sticking with it that um, she ended up coming back and saying she wanted to write me into the show. And typically, you know, you can't play yourself um, or be written in a show unless you're really a huge star. So that um, was like a huge blessing for me in my career because people finally got a chance to know my name and hear my music. Obviously, I got to combine both of my loves, which is music and acting. So um, being on the game, it it was an amazing experience. I always thank Mara Brock Akil and Salim Akil for giving me that opportunity, you know, which was one one in a lifetime. People really loved that show. So, yeah. you know, it still comes on this day. People still know me as Drew Fedora, who broke up Mel and Dudwin. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you been acting? Um, I booked my first role when I was eight years old. So my whole entire life, even before oh. that, I was in theater. I was taking piano at age three. I was in ballet, jazz, tap. I just really had a love for the art since I like was basically a baby so um but I did book my first job when I was eight it was a show or a movie of the week I'm sorry on Fox mm-hmm. called Divas with Khalil Kane, Nicole Ari Parker, Nicole Carson um directed by Thomas Carter and that was kind of when I knew for sure this is what I wanted to pursue like professionally when I got older um so that was kind of it for me. Now how long have you been singing for because it seems like the passions are intertwined. 
Yeah, both. You know, when I was playing the piano, I was singing. When I was dancing, I was singing. I was performing. Um, I was in a singing group by age 13 called Motembo, um, which mm-hmm. was a bunch of friends and myself. And we did shows all around Chicago, opening up for different artists like R. Kelly and Avant, you know, anyone that came through Chicago to perform on different stages. We were the opening act. So um, it was both, you know, at the same time I was pursuing both. And it's great when I do get to play roles where I get to combine my music, so such as the game, you know, or step up where I get to actually sing and act, and act at the same time. It's always great. Absolutely, absolutely. And now we see Viola Davis. And we see so many people, African-American women, that are coming up in Hollywood. But I wanted to know, like, what is the – is it very hard to get a a positive role in a lot of movies and a lot of shows right now? How hard is it to do that, or is it hard at all? Well, yeah, I was just having this conversation yesterday about how, you know, you're seeing more African-American programming and with the success of, like, Girlfriends in the Game and – obviously Kerry Washington, Shonda Rhimes with Scandal, you know, with those successes and all of the incredible sitcoms that have come before, I think it's all these shows that have paved the way that's now making great success. And as yeah. you see with success like Jump in the Broom and all of these black films that are doing so well at the box office, you're seeing more projects get made for us. So, I mean, I think now when you see um, Kerry Washington's success, you are able to now see Viola Davis starring in her own Series, you know, you're able to see Sleepy Hollow with an African American lead. You're able to see Empire with African American yeah. ensemble. I love that. Um, so I mean, it is like a revolution of just all of these projects and these stories, different stories too, being told. Where you're seeing um, us as professionals, you're seeing us as successful people and families, and um, you're able to see us as all type of different um, characters where it's not just one dimensional. Um, and so even with myself, you know, you're seeing African American characters even come up in um, crossover shows. So it's it's just a great time to be a black actor. You know, I I, I like to think of all the other networks you see coming out, such as Colors and um, Up TV and TV One, you know, BET. I mean, you're just seeing a lot of even networks come out that are putting projects on the air. So it's a great time for us um, as filmmakers, directors, producers, um, actors as well, um, just to be able to have an outlet to express ourselves creatively. That is wonderful. And I'm very proud of you and everyone that's doing their thing in a positive light. So tell us about your new project that you have. Juice Brewer has new projects and the world wants to know. Tell us about So excited. First of all, thank God for a job, right? (laughs) You're you're working out. Not only (laughs) a job, but just to be a part of a great project. Um, Coming off of TLC, it was like, okay, what's next? Um, and so I'm happy to go back into this show because it takes place in the 90s. It's based in New York City. It's about a girl who, um, you know, is in 2014 and is not liking where her life is professionally or in her love life or just all areas. She's just kind of depressed about where she is. She thought she'd be so much further, much more successful. And so she falls out and wakes up, and it's basically the 90s. And she has a redo on life, and so the show is called Hindsight. Mm. The concept Hindsight is twenty twenty, and I think it's very relatable because I know we all have those thoughts. Like if I could go back to high school right now, knowing what I know now, I would get straight A's. You know, I probably wouldn't date mm-hmm. that dude. You know, it just I'd make different choices all around because I'm uh, I've learned so much. So um, you see her go back in time with all of this wisdom from the future, but 
seasons in the 90s, which after TLC, I mean, people do love that era. The 90s were so fashionable and just um, an era where people could express themselves freely. The music, I think we had Montel Jordan in a scene in last week's episode, and it was like, everybody knows that song. So the music (laughs) is great. Um, I play a young girl by the name of Paige who is... um, you know, she's a former child actress, and she finds out her parents siphoned off all her money. And so now she's struggling trying to make ends meet by uh, waitressing jobs and working at a local bar. And she comes in contact with Becca, my lead character. And so it's this world of drama, obviously, you know, with Becca coming back from the future and kind of get to see how all of our lives connect in some way and we collide and just all bond in different ways. So it's um. It's a great, young, refreshing, innovative show, and I'm just really excited to be a part of it. Yes, yeah, so tell all the people what, what day it comes on, what time, so your, all your fans can follow you. Um, the show's hindsight comes on every Wednesday. Uh, check your local listings. It's at different times, but it's um, VH1 hindsight at night, I believe, 9 o'clock p.m. Um, it airs after Mob Wives, and uh, you can catch it. We're just in our fourth episode, so you haven't missed, missed much, but... Of course, VH1, you know, reruns the shows all the time, so you can't miss it. But, um, yeah, every Wednesday. So we're excited. It comes on tomorrow night. And looking forward to Great. the drama Still episode. It's crazy. <laughs> so tell us, because I saw you on the right carpet for the TLC, Crazy Sexy Cool. How did you get the role as T-Boss? I got the role as T-Boss, which is another... Taurus sister, um, because she's uh, originally, yeah, exactly. So I'm really connected with her on that connection. Um, I actually was, again, unorthodox way of getting a role. Everyone has their own journey. I wasn't even in Los Angeles at the time, and they were reading mm-hmm. a bunch of girls in L.A., and I was in Chicago. Um, and when the audition came across, it was like, okay, they've been reading girls, and they can't find her, so can you put yourself on tape? I'm like, yeah, I can put myself on tape, my manager and agent called and we made it happen. I like had my mom read the lines, went to the beauty supply, got my little wig and put myself <laughs> on tape, you know, and I really felt like I could play this character. I was like, I grew up being a huge fan of TLC. I always identified with T Boz. I was a tomboy growing up. I've been the spokesperson for the Sickle Cell uh, Disease Association of Illinois since I was oh. sixteen years old. Um, Mm -hmm. She suffered with sickle cell, so I felt like it would be a great opportunity for me to bring awareness to sickle cell. And, um, you know, just her being from the Midwest with both tours, it was just so many connections. Um, And I really felt like I connected with her emotionally. So when I did the role, they said as soon as they saw the tape, they were like, that's her. And um, it wasn't soon before I went and tested uh, in Los Angeles and then booked the role. And we shot in Atlanta. And when I met her, it was like we were just, sisters like we bonded we um realized we had so many more connections and similarities than even what i knew just from researching on the internet so it was just really uh, an honor it was probably my most challenging role yet um and most pressure but when i hear people say they loved it they enjoyed it you know obviously that makes me feel incredible oh yes i definitely enjoyed that now, if you can pick any role that you would love to play, what would it be? Like, would it be drama, comedy? What kind of role would you love to play in the future that you could see yourself playing? Um, well, I always love comedy. I always love drama. I've done great comedy. You know, I've been able to do comedy in my career so far. I had a lot of fun doing that. I've had a great time doing drama, doing drama right now. 
Um, what I would love to do next would be um, an action project, whether it's television or film, to play a superhero and really show off my athletic style. Like I said, I was a tomboy growing up. I played all different sports. I was the only girl on the soccer team. Um, I did cheerleading, but at the same time I ran track. I played softball, <laughs> played football <laughs> in, in high school. So it was like to be able to get more physical and show that side, um, I would love I would love to do something like that. Oh, absolutely. I know you have to go, but put put all your information, your Instagram, your Twitter, all the information. Let everybody know where they can find you. Definitely. Hit me up on Twitter, Instagram. It's at Drew Sedora. Um, so please follow me there. Also, really quickly, my foundation that I've been very passionate about, um, Dream Makers Foundation, which is, um, you know, reaching out to young women uh, that have been affected Wonderful. by gun violence domestic violence, offering them a creative outlet to express themselves through the arts, thing that I'm really uh, passionate about, and we're doing a lot of things in the city of Chicago and taking it nationally. So if people can visit our website, dreammakerscharity.org, and look us up on Facebook, like us, um, hit me up on Facebook at Drew Sedora and DrewSedora.com, the website, and just keep up to date with everything that's going on. Also look for yeah. me in Carl Weber's new film based on his New York Times bestselling book, The Preacher's Son and the Choir Director, coming out later this year. Nice, nice. And I commend you for doing charity work. I mean, you know, we always have to give back, and I always love when actors and musicians, they give back because, you know, people look up to them. So I commend you on that as well. Oh, definitely. And I'm from Chicago, so it's like with everything crazy going on there, you know, whenever I go back home, you know, it touches my heart where I came from to see these kids just not have any hope or any inspiration. So it's like my duty, you know, I could not go home and just ignore that um, yeah. you know, that's going on there. So I definitely feel like it's my purpose to have that voice. Exactly. And being a tourist, we do like to give back. Uh, what did you think about Common and John Legend? You know, Common is from Chicago winning. What did you think about that? Oh, that's my family. Like, <laughs> I mean, I remember when comic. Okay, so this is how small the world is. My dad, who's doctor, pediatrician, was Common's pediatrician when he was a little boy. So I remember really? like, it was Father's Day, and Common was like maybe 15, and he saw my dad, and he ran up to my dad and gave my dad a hug and was just like, y'all might want to take a picture of me because I'm going to be famous one day. And we took a picture with him, and I still have the picture. So whenever I see him, you know, it's like a funny joke because I'm like, wow, I really – admire you because you knew you were going to be something big even when you were a young child and you know I support his foundation I do a lot of work with his foundation as well mm -hmm. um and I'm you know friends with the family and just everybody and so he's a direct inspiration to me and I'm just so proud of him and John for getting the award you know just it was like yeah. I was watching the Golden Globes I was just screaming like yes and it's so positive and it's so inspiring and it's another amazing. outlet to see us doing our thing. It's, like, amazing. Yes. Thank you. And thank you, Drew Sidora, for coming on the show. Uh, it's the Mecca James Show. It's, and just follow me on Instagram, everybody, the Mecca James. We had Drew Sidora in the building. You can follow me on Instagram, Mecca James, or you can follow me on Twitter, Mecca from Uptown, or you can go and listen to this show on Blog Talk Radio. BlogTalkRadio.com. It's the Mecca James show, and that was Drew Sedora. Um, She's doing her thing. Follow her. I, I love having positive people and, you know, just well-rounded people on the show. 
like I said, people, I got some people on the line. I got some people in the chat room. I just thank you for listening to me. If you're new, you're listening to me. For the people that's been rocking with me from day one, thank you for continuing every Tuesday at 8 p.m. listening to me. Uh, we have so much more to come. You can go to sd.com to get the MJ Collection by Necka James hat. Um, just type in the MJ Collection by Necka James and it will come up. Um, we have so much to do. So we're going to give some more music, and I'm going to come back, and I'm going to discuss my opinion on the whole Bobby Christina thing. You know, just pray for that family. But we're going to give you some upbeat music. We're going to give you Pitbull and Neo, Time of My Life. I love this song. I know my rent was gonna be later about a week ago. I worked my ass around, but I still can't pay it though. But I got just enough to get off in this club. Let me a good time before my time is up. Hey, let's get it now.
time of my life. I love that. That's an upbeat song. You know, you 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 gotta. I always love Neil and Pitbull just give you that energy in all the songs. It's the Mecca James show, everybody. And you know, I I thank Drew Sedora for being on the show. All the people in the chat room, people on the line listening, continue listening to me. But anyway, I want to go to uh, I want to talk about Whitney Houston's daughter Bobby Christina because that's something that's been in the blogs, it's been in the papers, it's been everywhere. Unfortunately, we lost um, Whitney Houston about three years ago on February 11th, and um, she, you know, drowned in the tub. They said there was a lot of drugs in her system, and that's how she drowned. Now, fast forward three years later. We have her daughter, which is her only daughter, Bobby Christina. Um, she's 21 years old. Um, they said that she was married to Nick Gordon, but she's not legally married. I guess she just was saying that that was her husband. And they found her in the back saying that it was um, TMZ reported that it was foul play, that Nick Gordon may have something to do with that because there were some bruises on her face, but we don't know. I'm going to say allegedly. But overall, in my opinion, this whole situation is just sad. We lost one of the, the one of the, Whitney had the most beautiful voice, her, Mariah, and we just lost that as such. I feel like she was so so young, you know, doing drugs and just, I'm not going to say it's all about drugs because we don't know everything, but we just lost Whitney Houston. Now, three years later, her daughter, you know, she's on life support, her brain, she's brain dead. And reports are saying that they're going to pull the plug tomorrow, which is 2-11. Now, just recently, maybe about 20 minutes ago, um, um, the, the Houston and the Brown family just made a statement that that will not happen. Because I kind of questioned that. I said, why would they pull the plug on 2-11 the same day as Whitney Houston dying? Um, it's a very unfortunate situation that's going on. I can't have so much opinion on, you know, I just hope that they, you know, keep her on life support. Maybe she'll come back to life. Hopefully, you know, just pray for that family. And I did find out that Bobby Brown last week was his birthday, you know, the day that she was caught in a coma. The day after that, he, you know, it was his birthday, which was very sad. No matter what the situation between Bobby and Whitney, that's still her father, you know, Sissy Houston, which is her grandmother, is 81 years old. She just got to the hospital about two days ago because she can't take it. An 81-year-old woman just outlived her daughter, and now she's going to outlive her granddaughter. Can you imagine that on an 81-year-old woman? Um, just pray for that family. I just don't know what to say. Um, I feel that Bobby Christina, you know, she was very attached to Whitney. You know, that was her mother. But Whitney also treated her like her girlfriend. They partied together. They hung out together from, you know, from what I saw in the magazines and, you know, in the media. That that was her, like, best friend. So I just hope that she can come out of this, you know, the situation. I have no clue on how you would even deal with that. And I'm just worried about Sissy Houston. She's 81 years old, and she has to witness this. And the whole family overall, you know, you can say whatever you want to about Bobby, but that's still his daughter. He still conceived her with Whitney Houston. And um, I hope that her husband or alleged husband didn't have anything to do with this because this is just a sad 
situation overall. And it's just unfortunate that it's around the same time that Whitney Houston passed away that all of this is happening. And I don't, I don't even know what to say. It's just devastating to see that she's so young. She has, like, her whole life ahead of her. You know, it, it's not even about money because Whitney left her millions of dollars. It's not about that. I feel like it's about love and, you know, just wanting your mother. I lost my mom when I was very young. I was 13 years old with cancer, and I can just imagine, you know, what Bobby Christina is going through. Although I have my grandmother and I have strong people to, you know, really come in and play that mother role, I don't know what kind of strong figure she had around her. You know, it just seems like she was able to do whatever she wanted to do. And I know that Tyler Perry was trying to help her because that was Whitney Houston's friend, but at the same time he would offer her roles. But she didn't want to do any, you know, acting. She just wanted to live her life and do her thing. And I think the reason why Tyler Perry offered her, you know, roles in movies and, and some of his shows to watch over her because, you know, Whitney and Tyler was good friends. So, you know, people are going to do what they want to do, and I know his heart was in the right place. So just pray for the Houston and the Brown family, and hopefully things will turn good. And this is the Mecca James Show. You know, follow me on Instagram, Mecca James. Follow me on Twitter, Mecca from Uptown. You can always, if you missed the beginning of this interview, you can go back to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mecca show and the number one and listen to it. You can also download it. I'm on iTunes. It's for free. Next week, we have a very, very, very exciting show. I'm very happy you know, this Saturday is going to be Valentine's Day, so we're going to do, I usually do relationship show, but we're going to step it up a little bit. We're doing a show called Sex. Sex or great sex, which one are you having? We have our panelists from the relationship, what do men and women want in the relationship? They're coming back, and we have a sexologist that will be on the show. She's a therapist. She's going to talk, and we're just going to have so much fun So I want you to tell all your people to call in, all your people to listen, because this show is, we're going to talk about lust, love, situations, relationships. We're going to, um, hopefully everybody go see Fifty Shades of Grey. We're going to talk about all of that. You know, it's going to be amazing, but it's going to be tasteful. It's the Mecca James Show, and we're going to give you a little bit more music. We're going to rock out with Chris Brown and Usher. Finally, they give us a song. It's the Mecca James Show.
sliding in a Baby, I'm a boss, I'm talking George Steinbrenner, Panamera, Yogi Berra, my two-seater, Derek Jeter, got more stripes than all these big baby ballin' in the beamer, collar on my polo, kisses on my necklace, all my diamonds watching, now my watch is getting jealous, smoking on the bit, my autograph, LeBron's, yeah, she told me I'm the one, that's when I only want one. Chris Brown. I'm I'm happy that finally they made a song together. So it is the Mecca Jane show and we are ending this show. Thank you for rocking with me. You could be anywhere in the world, but you are here with me. And I wanna see you come back next week because you know Valentine's Day is Saturday. We're gonna have a sex show, we're gonna have fun, we're gonna play music. You know I play music. Follow me on our Instagram, Mecca James. Also follow me on Twitter, Mecca from Uptown. But I'm mostly on Instagram. I will get back to you on Instagram. And if you didn't listen, if you missed some of Drew Sador interview or any of the show or any of the other shows that I've had with Henry Roman, Charlemagne the God, Andrew Shokes from MTV2, Guy Cole, Miss USA, and so much more, just go to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mecca Show and the number one, and you can listen right on site. You can download it, take me with you to the gym. You know, I got I do fashion, politics, relationships, and everything in between. I give you everything. It's the Mecca Change Show. Until next week, love, live, life. God bless.